Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Beautiful bit of Ken Adam, this sort of escape pod. It looks oh, so yeah. gorgeous. You have to spend yeah. uh, well if you could, you know, do COVID isolation, you would go there, wouldn't you? Yeah. Back <laughs> to the pod. DVDs yeah. and stuff to Yeah. 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 My yeah. word, it looks amazing. Yeah. when they drop in, like, <laughs> bum, 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 bum. And oh, yeah. what I always thought was that the cushioning, you know, the, the sort of yeah. the, like the yeah. the, yeah. the like, it was quite firm. You know, um, yeah, yeah. and I like yeah, I like yeah. that in a bed. So uh, I was always very pleased. <laughs> do, do you think it's? Do you think it's deliberately shaped like a tadpole? Yeah, the tadpole. <laughs> kind of spermish. What <laughs> is? <laughs> yeah. Some phallic I'll, images. I'll go with tadpole. Yeah, it's yeah. going tadpole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me get a pencil. Tad. Oh, sorry, that's a neighbour's reference. No one. Well, yeah, yeah. Tad and Paul. It's, it's aquatic, isn't it? It has a. It has a... Yeah. 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 It's, got, uh, it's got a certain. Um, tadpole. Or uh, aqua. Which is yeah. strange. Yeah. Aqua dynasty. <laughs> aqua. <laughs> aqua man. <laughs> She pulls a gun on him yeah, almost yes. immediately. Like, oh, cheers, thanks. Yeah, you know. it's good though because it's, obviously they've not say. forgotten about. Yeah, not yeah. forgotten about. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but yeah, she, she, and, she soon does. You know, and I, I had thought for nearly yeah. every viewing yeah. up until recently that she shoots the cork off the. Um, yeah, me too. Yes, but she doesn't. So it's just he. It comes off with him pressing it, doesn't it? Yes, yeah, she right. shot. shot the. Yeah, you don't hear a. No. Yeah. This is your one chance to escape. Don't shoot in there. You know. I, I'm with Math though. For years, I thought yeah. he, shot, yeah. he shot it. It's only on the blue road you realise. You know, as if. I'm afraid <laughs> I was with Tom that I I always thought that there was a lack of. So, didn't think it was. Yeah. Oh, this is only recently, Rob. I'm the same. I I was caught. I fell for it as well. Oh heck, sorry. I thought, no, you, I, you, you but won. I did for a while. I thought it was um an innuendo gag. 
though. Yes, yeah. There, no, I think there is that. Going well. too early. Yeah, I think I think there is though. No. Yeah, I thought possibly. So. Yeah. Yeah, I maybe. Do. Yeah, yeah. Because the way possibly. he sort of looks is so good. Isn't it? Yeah. But, yeah. Before that, of course, he's a brilliant line again. You know, anyone who drinks Don Pony on Fifty Two can't yeah. be all bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How the other half live, but mm-hmm. and the, the, the it's co- so Bond, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Come the, on. The confidence in a, in a mad escape pod with yeah. vintage wine yeah. and having gone oh. through all that effort to kill. Uh, yeah, yeah. So oh, actually, maybe he's not that bad. Maybe he could have chatted about fine wine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like... Probably a bit, a bit premature of me to shoot him yeah, yeah. <laughs> many <laughs> times. Just posh Bobby. It's so good that how he prevents her from. Well, he doesn't necessarily. It's just the confidence and cockiness. Oh, it's so good yeah. to say the line, which is something that Rob's brother yeah. and uh, said as best man in Rob's best, uh, you best, you know, in this best man speech. <laughs> Let's get out again? of these wet things. What did he say, Matt? Because I can't... Obviously, I like, my head was a bit all over the place on the day. But, yeah, um... yeah, well, I, can't, I mean, I can't I can't quite remember. But, yeah, was it a chat-up line? No, because I think that's confusing the other, the, you know, Johnny... The other Johnny he, Roger he his... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it? No, that was that. Looks like we've grown a certain attachment to it. No. <laughs> what... <laughs> was it not that? No, no, no. But, he did, yeah, when he first met his wife... It, he did, you know. I can think of one or two things. Oh, that was it. You know, yeah. when they were handcuffed together. Yeah, um, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. I, I can't remember if he was just talking about your, you know, the obsession with Bond growing up. Yes. That, 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 yeah, that was how we thought courting was done. Uh, quite yeah. A time. yeah, yeah. I think. <laughs> Let's get out of these wet things. <laughs> was it was so good though because he was brilliant. He was. He was a brilliant speech and he was um he wasn't just stood at the front he was wandering around the tables whilst uh whilst doing yeah giving it out a bit wasn't yeah brilliant well done, i'm now going to give a, a really weird and obscure comparison here you all think i'm weird which i am the way she sort of she's looking sort of annoyed pointing the gun and mm-hmm. then a face turns and, and sort of a smile right what, can i guess yes go on Matt. brilliant home alone you're gonna correct. say correct correct which bit? <laughs> at the end, when his mum, his mum arrives at, at the end, and he's yeah, like, he pretends to pretends be angry annoyed at her. her. Yeah. <laughs> and then who's Roger in this? The mum or uh... Roger is yeah. Catherine yeah. O'Hara. Correct. Yeah. Right. Okay. Kate McAllister. Yeah. Yeah. Great, Kate. Dear me. This comparison has never. Do you look, repeat? Do never you agree made. with it though. It's got, no. it yeah, yeah, I knew, yes, as, totally as agree. Soon as, you, as soon as totally you said, yeah, pretends to be, but then a smile gives her away and uh, complicated emotions. Yeah, well, this well, is it. Yeah. Right. Well, f- fickleness. <laughs> yeah, show don't tell. <laughs> the phrase wasn't meant for things like this. No, which is telling. <laughs> which is not, you know. Well, we, no, we started the run from Live and Let Die right all the way up to pretty much, I don't know, possibly Casino Real of an ending where Bond is sort of caught with his trousers down almost, isn't he? You know, the, the MI6 are trying to contact oh, yeah. him and he's, he's oh, with yeah. the lady. Yeah. Pretty much all of them now. After Good Night, Sir. Yeah. And this is like probably one of the best, isn't it? One of the most well-remembered. Yeah. It's just class, isn't it? Awesome. It really is. The, the fact that Q is there... <laughs> for the yeah, big Freddy. M and Admiral Hargreaves. Um, yeah, Admiral Hargreaves. Looking yeah. like you know, like the first three people. Not like 
you know, like an emergency survival team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> they might be violently yeah. injured. We must, yeah. you know, yeah, no, we'll, we'll just have the three assessed. suits yeah. there. Like. <laughs> um, but <laughs> what I found funny is she says, like, what would our superiors say or something like that? And then he says, they're never going to find out. In other words, this isn't a long-term thing. Sorry. You know, yeah. <laughs> Unless that's not, well, you know, necessarily what's, but that's that's something that I took from that line. Yeah. So we're so we're basically claiming that Roger has solely saved Anya to get his end away. Yes. Yeah. 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 His, his British end away. Well, yeah. Yeah. Not many. Yeah. Yeah. Never yeah. going to find yeah. out, you know. <laughs> but the anyway, shot last. of it when it it's on top of the submarine is genius, isn't it? It's yeah. Genius. It is. Can you imagine, like, like if she said, like, "Are you sure?" You know, and then cut to the debrief later on, like, eh, "Well, well done, James, on the fabulous mission. Uh, anything further to add?" We had sex on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> Full disclosure. <laughs> I think you, you know. I think I think most audiences are, you know, they accept this and they quite like this about yeah. Bond. I don't know whether you know, modern audiences, whether it would quite work as well, possibly always having this type of ending. But, you know, even I watched um, North by Northwest recently, mm. the Hitchcock film. Oh, yeah. And that ends quite sort of jovially with him mm. and... Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> the, the film... The film was made in 50 year old film. Yeah, 1959. <laughs> but it, it ends quite quickly and jo- jovially. Him yeah. and, oh, sorry. <laughs> and, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> If you haven't seen it, you haven't yeah, seen it. Even like, you know, yeah. Hashtag math yeah. out. But I just well, spoil the I just mean that. like I just mean like you know, film sort of tastes and yeah. do change a bit, but you know, it was the lies remain the same. <laughs> yeah. <Sorry>. No. <laughs> no, but you're right. I think it's something like North by Northwest, which is a, a prototype oh, bomb film. Absolutely. Is, yeah, 100%. It absolutely hits all the notes. But also, you know, like the writing is so good that the the, oh, the, the, the dialogue, the how dialogue. classy it is, and and you know, oh, it's what for me. It's like for Hitchcock, it's just yeah, doesn't get any better. Yeah, it's in my top ten films of all time, yeah. I adore it. Really, it's, um, and the music, and again, the music. Oh yeah, yeah. It, how to me, that, like in a Barry way, is uh-huh. elevates yeah. it beyond what it is. Yeah. I mean. I think you watch From Russia with Love and you, you definitely yeah, see the comparisons more by Northwest. But I, I I really reckon that when I'm speculating, but when North by Northwest came out in nineteen fifty nine, I reckon that's what tipped off these producers to think I want yeah. to get the Bond series because that's yeah. the inspiration. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and, and and North by Northwest that like, even has like it has the smutty innuendos in it. Yeah. Like Bond. So yeah. so when Trains when and Tunnels. Trains and Tunnels, <laughs> Trains and Tunnels is the yeah. obvious one. Yeah. It's all there, but no one wants to cancel Hitchcock, you know. Well, and yeah, he's in a shower suit so, with the. Yeah. Do you well, think? <laughs> do you think Kerry modern Grandy. audiences, yeah, would be happy with a kind of this kind of ending? Maybe done a bit more subtly, you know, where Bond yeah. and love interest yeah. are getting I mean, it on. If it's done different, and caught by the younger audience, I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't like to speculate. Under thirty, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 again, like I was saying before, like if you set up the rules, you will buy into it. If you know by the end of this, you will have a slightly silly, you know, if you if the, if the film has been kind of, you know, sort of 
a bit a bit serious but also silly and dramatic and you know I, yeah. I think if you set up the parameters for a film I think audiences will accept that whether you're young and old I think yeah. it's, it, it's so much about completely agree and I think if you showed a, 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 a you know like a 20 year old north by north by west you know north by northwest now they would they would get it because yeah. there are rules to it you know straight away yeah. that that he's a you know <laughs> he's a he's a bit of a shit you know he's like he's not <laughs> he, he's a slimy you know yeah yeah marketing bloke who's you know he's like he, there's something about him you can't kind of trust him you know he's made of yeah. his own middle name but also he gets sucked into this thing and he has no control over it it's and it, you, you you are pulled along with it I, I, think, I think people would. I think I did. I, I just to jump off on the back of that, Chris, I think they definitely would. Because I think that Kingsman 1 showed that there's a serious appetite for it. You know, like they took the the vulgarity way too far with it. Yeah, they but they showed the yeah. guy getting the girl kind of thing, super smooth yeah. spy kind of guy. It was a hijacking and a warping of the Bond skeleton and framework. But at mm. the same time, people absolutely loved that movie. You know, and and lots of people still say it's one of their favourite ever kind of thing. I've not seen any of the other ones, but that established its rules, especially with its villain as well in Samuel L. Jackson. So I think think the audience will still go for this sort of thing, Mm. and especially when it's got the James Bond stamp on it. Yeah, 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 a lot of mileage with that. Mm. King's Man. I'm not sure that you'd get, like... I'm not sure you can get Bond bedding three separate women in a film anymore. No, 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 no. Like I said, it took it to a level that was way further than... But But I think because people loved it, it means, yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. And I... And I think that you can easily you can easily buy if you look at like nineties action thrillers, look at Speed. Speed's a good example of that. Mm. They go a, a man and a woman go on an adventure together, and you expect them. <laughs> Sorry. And a cello, and you expect <laughs> them. Executive decision. Yeah. You expect yeah. them at the end. It's that thing so, where whoa. no, they need to be together because that is yeah. the that is the sherry on the icing on the cake, isn't it? Yeah. And you don't. Well, yeah. yeah. They agree to go for a coffee. Oh yeah, they agreed to go love it. Yeah, yeah. This is enough. I it's, love yeah. that. But, but, Broken yeah. but what the we've got with so, Bond yeah. is, is that we're bashing over the head thinking that we, we have to be so... Everything has to be, like, emotionally involved. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Let's just take someone on an adventure. They they come for the ride, and they, and they finish at the end. And then we close the curtain, and this, it's finished. And, it, and the audience stands and applauds. I a hundred percent think that could still happen. Yeah, Hello. stand by it. But no, I absolutely I, no, I agree with you. I think that there are there are filmmaking and you know like whether it's tropes or you know just like even cliches that we all buy into. Yeah. In the same way that you know, you know, like your kids can watch a film that is older than you and they get it because when you watch it, it's it's telling you a certain story. Nice. And I think, and, and, and I just think that, that that we've kind of lost that kind of classic storytelling. We, 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 we've kind of got a bit too bogged down, particularly obviously with the bonds, got a bit too bogged down in a particular area and a particular kind of, I don't know, it's such a weird thing when you think of Bond because in recent years, it's not that sort of, it doesn't sit well with other the, the Bond series. I'm going to stop now because I'm going to end up starting writing. Sorry, I'm going to end up writing. No, 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 no. I'm going to start. I'm going to stop. Sorry. I mean, the Are famous you making line. making a for my haters, Chris? 
Chris. <laughs> He's trying to take them off my hand. Thunder Rivers. The Shanes. James Bond. Right, sorry. I want to say something else, but I won't. Yeah. Yeah, the, the line. Keeping Gorgeous the... PJs there. Bro. Yeah, look. Running out of cosy. You go in the, oh. the Stromberg Batho sub or whatever it's uh, whatever it isn't called. Yeah. The line is it is it keeping the British end up, sir? Yeah. 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 I just as a child, I don't really as a child yeah. I'm not sure I knew what that meant, but in other words I no, still because, got because it isn't because <laughs> explicit because because <laughs> I think I, I think the, the the script. One of the great things about the Bond films is that they've always sort of straddled, you know, being kind of grown up, but also silly at the same time. Yeah. And this is the this is the ultimate, you know, kind of innuendo. Like like, well, actually, no, Moonraker is the ultimate. One. Yes, that is. I understand so that. Keeping the British end up is. You mean as, the as, but, but also, <laughs> I'm not going to explain. I'm not going to explain. You're a grown up. <laughs> but the point is, it goes over the kids' heads. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not that explicit, and, and like what yeah. Rob was saying before about Kingsman, is that it's too explicit, and the film itself is too much. Yeah, it's too violent. It's too, you know, it's yeah, too yeah. heightened for children to enjoy. But as a kid, you can watch that, and there are jokes that you just I don't know what he means by that, but it doesn't spoil the enjoyment. Yeah, no. He's keeping the British. I, I, as a kid, I thought. Oh, well, he's doing his best. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah. same here. an animal. He's, but it does mean that. Well. Still yeah, it mean, yeah, it means that. Valid yeah. representation. <laughs> but, I, I, yeah, I think... But obviously, Moonraker is the most... Maybe the world is not enough. It's probably... Those two are the most graphic <laughs> comments to, to I, end the film on. I think... The Go with golden guns, pretty, pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, but no one, I didn't even get that. I don't get any of these, do I? I didn't get that until, sorry, guys. Oh, come Don't on. Review. It's not I, it's the same joke as World is Not Enough. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant, she's just coming, sir. Yeah. Well, yeah. Jeez, dear me. <laughs> she's arriving and she's getting yeah. to a destination. <laughs> Jeez. Right. She's arriving at both destinations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. In the same way that keeping his British end up is that he's yeah yeah we I think we yeah we go again <laughs> we go again. Hi, this is Robert Dobby, and you're watching Really 007 podcast. And today is the first day of the rest of your life, so tune in. <laughs> Nobody does. <laughs> Math, can you tell me what the essential bomb? Can you paraphrase? What? Something like, but the over-the-top, campy, you know, rendition of "Nobody Does It Better" is all wrong, or something. Or yeah, the decision yeah. to to yeah. include a campy something up version yeah. of "Nobody Does It Better" is all wrong. You know, that, that's what it, is it seen what, as that's bad? The yes, essential bomb said that. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's weird though that they've done they've done it. You know, for the man with the golden gun, they they did us. You know the. A slightly different version of the song. In fact, oh. and then they do it for Moonraker. I know in different ways. Yeah. The title song is different for the end credits than it was in, um, you know, at the, yeah. for the title sequence. A lot of octopus, which is the same. And the yeah. But yeah, but, Rob, what do you think of the sailors 
I presume I, I presume it's the sailors singing. I've always yeah, the sailors on the ship. To be honest, yeah. by this point, I'm in such a good mood that I don't exactly. care about anything. Yeah. So I'm just like I'm clapping along and loving everything. I will I will never enjoy, you know, in other circumstances, sort of a campy <laughs> show tune version of a much loved much loved ballad. But having said that, by the time we got to the end of this film, Jake. His bond saved the entire planet. I couldn't care less. Yeah. Let, let me have the campy version. And yeah. I'll be I'll be doing in the aisles of my own house. Like not that we have aisles. <laughs> but yeah. you know, kicking <laughs> my legs up like nobody does. Maybe you're the best. <laughs> it's like the 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 yeah. Like, we've been watching the Muppet version of <laughs> <laughs> You have been watching. Yeah. It's, it's proper deep down Lower down. <laughs> Oh, it is. It also adds Michael, to the Michael, Michael dimension. Caine is Stromberg. <laughs> <laughs> what casting. But it, it adds another dimension to the lyrics of the song. You know, it's like all these fellas like, Phew, yeah. sheesh. Yeah. Wish it was yeah, like yeah. him, you know? Yeah. 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 Maybe you're the best. Maybe. <laughs> John Owen, music scholar, what do you think of the decision to do this? I don't know whose decision it was. I think it completely is in keeping with the film. You, you've just got you've got an ending where you've got Roger, like you know, they've thrown the kitchen sink at this film. You've seen all the amazing stunts, but they finish it with Roger smutty innuendo to finish. Everybody looking in, he said like. As I said before about how we could have a film where oh curtain curtain comes down the curtain literally comes down in this film yeah, doesn't it, does, it? Yeah. They, yeah, they yeah. pull the thing down it, it's in keeping with it it's silly I would never listen to it on its own but what, what? for this film but <laughs> <laughs> well yeah but but for this film it's brilliant and it's and it's what it's for twenty seconds or so and then it gets yeah. back into it. it's like come on let's just get on with it we. We've had an absolute blast for two hours here. Let's just enjoy this yeah. bit. And then we get those immortal words, James yeah. Bond will return in for your eyes only. For your eyes only. Right? Yeah. That's oh, right, yeah. That's me. Woof. Everything would have been how, so different, wouldn't it? Just, and how yeah. pleasantly surprised we were. Yeah. <laughs> we always get the right outcome with all these, you know. But then John Glenn would take over for the actual for your eyes only, so perfect. <gasps> yeah. End We've arrived at our destination. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Heck. Sheesh. We've docked. Yeah. But we're not finished yet. <laughs> no. Aren't we? So we're still coming. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Goodness me. Andy Parker so switched sorry. off to the podcast. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Wait, can't. Yes. <laughs> I did hear about uh, what it was like when Dad listened to one of the audio books. Uh, you know, the audio versions of one of oh, the books. Oh, It was just, just lots of... Ugh. <laughs> and, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he famously hated the end of the world. Is that enough? The rude gags, didn't he? Yeah, in the cinema, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. 
that's usually when you know it's bad. I mean, it, like I've not watched. I remember watching. Um, sorry, Spy Love Me with him when we were kids, but I didn't get the gag. You know, of keeping mm. the British end up and all that oh. kind of stuff. I'm not sure. Again, I'm still not sure. I do now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I do remember him like. That's worse than an outright panic. <laughs> like, that noise isn't very helpful when there's yeah. sexual no, innuendo. It's not making the same noise as them. <laughs> I remember, you know, the song, like, you know, it's relax, and it was always, you know, Dad, like, yeah, so it's a bit, it's a bit rude, isn't it, the lyrics? Like, what? <laughs> as a kid, like, what? <laughs> Absolutely unacceptable now. No wonder who's banned on the radio. What? Rob, right, really, we'll have to tell Rob now, right? Sing the chorus, Rob, with the sound effects as well. Crucial. What are the sound effects? Right. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Just up, yeah. Chris, I've just I, up to I, I, honestly, Rob that the song relaxes by Rude. <laughs> there you go, Chris. Obviously, yeah. yeah. Is like, it? Oh, right. Yeah. I thought you were. Uh, uh... You don't know. Rob. <laughs> it's, li- it's literally one of the rudest pop songs. Yeah, it is. Of course it is. Yeah. It, what did Berry fan might read Barrett for a bit on radio? Oh, might, might have done, yeah. Relax, don't do it when you want to suck it to it, and that's not even the rudest bit. <laughs> Relax, don't do it when do you want to. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> They're not the words. They're not. They the are. Words. Yes. Why do you think "Make It Last All Night" was the B side? <laughs> <laughs> <Then, then, laughs> the PG song. <laughs> Yeah. And he says keeping the British end up, he means winning and his erection. <laughs> <laughs> really the low seven nights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Holy <laughs> you, you might have to carve up some of this, Thomas. <laughs> 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 so Tommy <laughs> Johnny, you mentioned sound effects. What's that? Well, when it goes into the bridge. How do you not know this? Well, for a start, I've not not heard it in years, but I didn't. It never, I never, thought it was just about chilling out. I'll tell you what, it's in a a film Jennifer loves. It's you. Has anyone seen The Proposal with Sandra Bullock? Yeah. Oh, with Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, it's, it's good, actually. Yeah. They go to a sort of a Hindu, and there's a character who has every job on the island, basically. And it's Oscar from The Office. Oh. <laughs> he was, he's, the, like, he's the, like, striptease stripping in front of her and her mum. Sorry, and her mother-in-law, Mary Steenburgen, <laughs> and her grandmother-in-law, Betty White, who, you know, has died fairly. Oh! And um, yeah, so you've got Oscar dancing, writhing on her, half naked <laughs> to relax. <laughs> yeah. So the spy love me. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. Box yeah. office. Yeah. I'll do my I'll do my research later on on yeah. black. Box office. So when it first came out, of course, uh, it was actually the Cannes Film Festival in May '77, I believe, that Roger Moore and Barbara Bach attended. And they so they promoted it there. So maybe the premiere wasn't there. They just sort of turned up at the festival, perhaps. 
because the, the royal premiere, again, at Odeon Leicester Square was in July, and Princess Anne was there. So I don't think the Queen was there this time. It's been, I love these things. It's been re-released at the Empire Leicester Square Cinema in 2006, and again in 2008, when Lewis Gilbert attended the first digital screening. Mm. I didn't know oh, that. Well. That's good, I didn't. Again, another one sadly no, no longer with us. So in terms of the, the budget, this is the very the Simon Lewis bit, is it, in FYR? Uh, was it, was it James? James Stewart. James, oh, yeah, James Simon's does budget. Yeah, yeah. Simon's critical. Yeah. The budget was <laughs> 13, 13 and a half million, which I think was quite yeah. a bit more, wasn't it? 13, 13 and a half. Yeah. That's ridiculous. But when you it think is, that, was Dot to know 1 million? You know, still, how many years has it been? Yeah. It's yeah. still fifteen. It is, isn't so, it? What was No Time to Die? Two hundred fifty, three hundred million. Yeah. Just for the budget, you know. And then is they that spend pounds or dollars, Tom? Dollars, yeah, dollars as well, yeah. Dollars. Yeah. And then seven and a half million on advertising, prints, and, and parties. So yeah. <laughs> I remember the the Pearl Harbor that the the party they had for the premiere, you know, for the cast and crew. It's so Michael Bay, costing like four million. <laughs> But it made loads of money, so... We, we, we really did have everything, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we really... Yeah. <laughs> we really created Pearl Harbor. It's like a Pearl Harbor yeah, party. Yeah. It was at Pearl yeah. Harbor, yeah, it was. Yeah. A tragedy, yeah. yeah. Fireworks. <laughs> With just fireworks. Yeah. I've worked that out at 81 million. 81 million. Still right? absolutely oh. nothing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. What you get, like, what you see on screen. Yeah. Yeah. Good grief. For the what 70s, it looks like one of the biggest budget things you've ever seen, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, and it present day budgets for the Bond films are well, it's nothing, that is it? Well, it's nothing, yeah. yeah in fact, you, if you heard that the budget for the next Bond film was 80 million quid, you'd be like, <laughs> Oh, how good would that be? Oh, in some ways, I'd be excited. I would actually, yeah, you're right, you're right, yeah. Well, the actor's not getting 150 million, it's you've saved a bit there, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so in terms of the box office, obviously it was famously Man with the Golden Gun didn't do that well. I mean, it did brilliantly, but it it gone down compared to the others. I'll keep you funny, but this was just on another level. So, one hundred eighty-five over one hundred eighty-five million dollars worldwide. So again, compare that to the thirteen million it cost, mm. and nowadays that will be seven hundred fifty-eight million. I mean, te- technically less than No Time to Die, but. In terms of bums on seats, it was you know way bigger, I think, and of course it cost a lot less. So yeah, and it did very well in America as well, and it was the biggest box office at the time of all the bonds until Moonraker, and then Moonraker stood did it all the way until Goldeneye, I think. You know, never mind inflation. So these, I mean, these are two massive films, Moonraker and uh, Spy yeah. Lovely. So the box. we've said it a few times here, but it sealed the franchise for another. Well, twenty years, didn't it? At least, absolutely. It just yeah. it just gave it a new lease of life, and from now on, Roger was like pretty much universally loved, wasn't he? I think, yeah, particularly at the time. And now, I mean, he's he's getting loads more admiration now, which is great to see. So, yeah. So for inflation, it is the ninth. It is number nine on the list. Between this is before No Time to Die. Actually, eighth is Moonraker. Tenth is Quantum of Solace. So, but that that cost about two hundred fifty million. So, <laughs> the critical. This is this is crisp. It was nominated for three Oscars. Mm. Doesn't surprise me at all. Do you, do you for your consideration, are? best actor. 
for your consideration. Yeah. Screenplay. Oh, there you go. Muppet version. <laughs> Billy Eilish will have won an Oscar by now by the time this goes out. Obviously, but... song. Best song, song. Yeah, yeah. Song, yeah. Score. Score, yeah. So nothing. John Barry couldn't get that in his whole career. Obviously, he did for other things, but yes. And come on, the, the other one's probably pretty obvious. We've Robbie. been talking about it quite Best a lot. Actor. Best actor, Robbie. <laughs> um, <laughs> special effects or something like that? No. In praising quite a lot. A lot of the budget. Uh, oh, and... supporting actor Adam. for Shane, oh, Ken. Shane Rimmett. Ken. Ken, Adam. Ken. <laughs> Ken, Ken Adam. Adam. Set design. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh... Production design, yeah. <laughs> Shane Rimmett. Shane Rimmett. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oscar nomination for best Esther Lidbury. Lifetime achievement. Won a BAFTA. <laughs> now we go on to the Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. 80%. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's short. And this is, is that, is that, Yeah. Which is that? that? That's the... Critics, isn't it, Ron? Critics, Critics? Right? Yeah. really? Yeah. Wow. And that, and that is eighth, yeah? So I think it's the highest... Yeah, it's the, the highest Roger Moore one yeah. in terms of the critics. The first four are all in the top seven or whatever, and then there's mm-hmm. Honor Majesties, so that must have gone up recently, would have thought, but Cena mm. Real and Skyfall. Again, I don't know about No Time to Die, but I don't think it... I can't think it'd be as high as that. <clears throat> masterpieces take time though as we saw with on a magic to, to yeah. so this is this is what the website says you know it like gives a little strap line as an overall thing for what the critics said though it hints at the absurdity to come in later installments just the next one the spy love me's sleek style menacing villains and sly wits make it the best of the Roger Moore era who writes that and when I don't know I don't know it's a very good question isn't it it's like who writes the tracks on the soundtrack? Who, yeah. who the titles? Yeah. Because obviously the whole point of Rotten Tomatoes is an aggregator of reviews. Yeah. So who's to say that this is <laughs> positive? And then who's to write that strap line that says hey, totally, totally subjective, isn't it? Just yeah, and 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 also given the film was made in the seventies, it's like, well then, oh, are those reviews based on? The reviews yeah. in the seventies or the now, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure where yeah. people have reassessed it. Yeah, therefore, <laughs> trying so to do like, a strap line to cover. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. like and her Majesty's gone from yeah, it to oh, actually, we quite like it now. Yeah, yeah. and then someone's written a strap line that says yeah, a boring film which <laughs> yeah, yeah, his <laughs> accent isn't great. Yeah. But, We'll give him this. It's like, Rob. I mean, it, me, I don't, you know, we know, we know by now. <laughs> well, Calvin Dyson did a video on it, didn't he? Uh, about all the yeah. Bond films by Rotten Tomatoes. And because yeah. he started at the bottom, it's just like all the John Glenns are at the bottom. So he just had to switch yeah. them up. It's pathetic. It's just Rosalind as well. Yeah. World is not enough down there, isn't it? Yeah, right. It's pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. But it doesn't mean I mean, anything, I'm, thankfully. I'm not surprised <laughs> the spy love me is very high. Because yeah. no, that, that means something, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Like because that. obviously it was quite a lukewarm reception to Mama the Gordon Gun. And yeah. and like regardless if you you know you can go into all your things like oh amazing Mama the Gordon Gun is yada yada yada. But but the, the thing is is that the scale of this compared to the oh, Mama yeah, yeah. the Gordon Gun yeah, is yeah. just 
ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Plus, can you imagine going into the cinema and well, watching this? Is it. this? Yeah. I mean, this is it is, this is it is prime viewing, isn't it? Yeah, the scope of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, on, on Metacritic, though, weirdly. So again, I don't really know. It's only got fifty-five. Apparently, lower than Moonraker and Octopussy, which people hate. Well, critics used to hate. IMDb, it's got seven point one, which is pretty high. I think that's, that's a good. That's yeah. really good. Behind Goldeneye, which is sixth, and then I think most of the Craigs aren't they? And maybe the first three. I'm not sure actually. Thunderball is eighth. How good's that? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. But it's, it's, it's Roger Moore's highest at seven. Yeah, I, I think how they measure things with like Rotten Tomatoes and the Metacritic is different. That's why you get this disparity yeah. between mm. one another. It's like, how do you, if it's a star rating, you can do it by that. But then if there's no star rating, it's like, what it's should I give it? As a mark? <laughs> <laughs> I think Stephen Carter did explain it to us, but yeah, it's, yeah, I, I, yeah. it's, a, it's a much of a much personally, but I, he did. I remember he got um, yeah. about how he got in trouble for a three out of five review he gave being uh, attributed to being rotten on mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes, which he was like, "Well, it's not rotten; it's above average." Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But yes, it's it, it was Roger Moore's favorite of his Bond films, and you know it is generally. I think John Glenn has actually said it's perhaps he's the best Bond film of all time. So there you go. I mean, obviously, we'd say his a better, but. Well, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I think it holds a special place in his heart, obviously, isn't it? Because he he sort of returned and started it with the pre-title sequence mm. and the, the action scenes and everything. So, yeah, it's iconic, isn't it? It's absolutely yeah. iconic. It's, it's it is, so it much is. to be said for that. I mean, this this <clears throat> um, took Bond into the you know into sort of like its next wave, so to yeah. speak. You know, the next mm. generation of its its mm. fandom. And it still stands as one of the yeah. most <clears throat> iconic, archetypal, tip of everyone's tongue. It, it, it's the Bond film for a lot of people, this. Yeah, and I think I think this one, it really meant that the franchise could survive without Sean Connery and that Roger yes. Moore would oh, be, yeah. you know, Roger Moore now had the role f- as his own. Yeah. You know, he, he really, he would, he, you know, he's such a hero on the screen, someone you can yes. really get behind. And I think... Absolutely. You know, it was a seminal, seminal moment. Yeah, I agree. I think I mentioned this in uh, probably a year ago when we started, but, <laughs> but this this is my mum's <laughs> this is my mum's favourite Bond. Oh, good. 
and mm. and it's because she was growing up in this era, and mm. Roger Moore's her absolute favourite Bond. Yeah, and this is her favourite one, and this is the one she remembers going to the cinema, and so that thing about a new generation, well, yeah, you spot on because my yeah, mummy's yeah. that generation and she loves. Yeah, it. I think it's a lot of people's favourite Bond film because it has it has everything, doesn't it? It just has absolutely everything you would want from a Bond film. Really does. Yeah, and you can go like back and watch like, it. Millions yeah, of those like <laughs> crib sheets. It's you know like Bond, you know, skiing up a mountain with the, the parachute. It's like you know, there's so many moments. Yeah, in this yeah. film that are absolutely just indelible in terms of not only like James Bond, but seventies and. Just general filmmaking, just movies, this, yeah. This, it's, yeah, it, yeah. Just, this is something you might not be a Bond fan, but you will watch it and be like, "This is amazing. This is just right. like does so much." The sets, you know, it's it, I say it's so iconic, and I think that you know I have some issues with it, but it's so hard not to fall in love with it when you watch it again. Yeah, <laughs> go. Yeah. This is so much fun. It's like. He, he's, right. you know, the, the pyramids is, is like he's underwater, he's doing this, he's got the car, it's, it's just yeah. fantastic. And I think that even if you're a Bond fan or not, I think this is this, this is the one, I think, for most people of a certain generation, for, for yeah, for a certain generation, this is the one, isn't it? I think that yeah. obviously, later generation, like things like Casino Royale is the one for, for yeah. a couple of decades. This is this is the, the one that. Spot. What does Ernie think of it? Actually, he loves a lot of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, real critical he... assessment. Like, I like a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> but similar to, to honestly, you know, like, and obviously he's influenced by our enjoyment of it. Is that, that Bond isn't his most likable in this film? No, that's true. That he is, he is, he is can be, he is a bit, you know, like. <laughs> Obviously, the bit in the car in the van where he's you know trying to find the gear, he is a bit, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, would you like me to drive? Yes, yeah. But there are the moments which, like, you can't deny this, like skiing yeah. off the mountain, you know, the, the the car, all that sort of stuff. He's absolutely sucked into. In the same way that I am, as an objective adult, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I can't. It's like yes. I, <laughs> I can, you know, this is this is brilliant. This is so much fun. Obviously, he's influenced by our reaction to it, and we try not to be. You know, we try not to be no. kind of like. But then you got Jess is like, he's such a shit. Which <laughs> 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 I'm partially agreeing with it. It's like, but also then I watch him in Man with the Golden Gun. It's like he does something that isn't likable. But then, same character, very, yeah, very I, similar I role. Say it's like he doesn't have to be likable all the time. No, no. It doesn't have to be this enjoyable, likeable character. He has to be some of the time, though. Yes, exactly, (laughs) exactly. That's the point, isn't it? I normally go through, you know, a few critical reviews at the time, you know, quotes from newspapers, but there's no point really. I mean, most of them are long ago. Most of them are pretty positive, actually. And we've gone over a lot of the points. I mean, one of the points that they said was, you know, that obviously the villains are very memorable, particularly Jaws. 
And then it's probably the most famous car, isn't it? After the Aston Martin DB5. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think most, again, most people would, would have heard of it. Even if they've never seen a Bond film, they'll have seen that car. Had the toys. We actually had the, we had the mini one, didn't we, Math? A sort of tiny yeah. one. When Action Man brought out some Bond figures in the, probably the late 90s, was it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and they yeah, had the, the Bond in the yellow ski suit. Oh, yeah. wow. They were incredible. Beautiful, <laughs> isn't it? Absolutely beautiful, yeah. So we had that, and I don't know, we've been obsessed with it ever since, but... I find this so hard, because, like, obviously, yeah. as we talked about before, since doing this podcast, I mean, my, my love of the series has gone, like, exponentially higher, and my love of certain movies has gone exponentially higher, but also my love of ones that I didn't necessarily like as much before has gone exponentially higher yeah. so i me trying to do a ranking at this point is bonkers and impossible what i'd say about the film is though that they, yeah this this does have a greatest hits element to it it's like in a lot of ways yeah it feels like the bond formula really locked in for good at this point like it was always like was doing the same things before but not always at the same time and this is when this movie is where all the bits that were so successful from the other films all locked into place at the same time. Mm -hmm. I think that's why this is so successful. I think Roger is a brilliant James Bond. I've always thought that. Yeah. I'll keep saying that on until, yeah. you know. And, and for people who said that he's nothing more than a cheesy quip and an eyebrow, I just think oh, yeah. you're, so, you're so mistaken. But, mm -hmm. uh, but that's an opinion. You know, everyone's entitled to an opinion, and that's all cool. There's just so much to love. There's so much to love. Um, Bond for me was always about escapism, locations, cool stuff, cool people, interesting things, mega stunts. This has all of that. Every bit of that this has got. And it has huge high stakes. The world's going to end if Bond doesn't sort this out. It's got the lot for me. It really, really has. It feels like after extolling its virtues so proudly there... It feels very strange for me to not say that it's like my number one of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It isn't. But the standard for these movies is just so high. We all love different things about them as well, which is one of the reasons that the fandom is so great. So I will I think all I can really say at this point is that it, it's it's top ten. Well, that's great though, isn't it? I mean that's in, in a in in like just how great this franchise is. And, and that even that feels like because we're talking about Top 10 of, of, for me, 25 of the best films that have ever been made. Yeah. Well, I believe you on some of that statement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually just thinking about that now. Because you get different eras of Bond and they're all different and they're all the same in some respects. So the 60s are still heralded very well, aren't they? Particularly if you go up to Automatics, which is now loved. Yeah. The 80s, okay, at the time might have not been massively appreciated, but us in particular I love them unbelievably, don't we? Mm. The 90s is the same, that they were so successful, everyone loved them at the time. And then the Daniel Craig era is, is its own entity, which, you know, has been a success. So the 70s doesn't seem to get, I'm, you know, from mm. the Bond fan, if you think about it, you've got Diamonds, which is people are almost having to be apologists for it, you know, a Diamond yeah. Defender yeah. and all this. When, yeah, Russian and no, Diamonds Defender. Yeah, yeah, very good. But yeah, it's, I don't know, it, it's sort of like a, the blessed phrase, isn't it? What do you call it? A guilty pleasure, which of course there are none. Um, doesn't exist. No, doesn't exist. Live and let die. I don't really see a people. I think people sort of have it inspired love me as one of their. Oh, I love that as a kid. It's a real that made me love Bond. But people don't really rave on about it as one of the best Bonds. I don't think much. Mamley Golden Gun. We we all know everyone's famous opinions on that. It's largely very unpopular with people who apparently love the Bond films. And then. Uh, <laughs> Spy Love Me's 
the definitely the most loved one of the 70s, but it's it's just not talked about that much by Bond fans at the moment. Whereas Moonraker had a few, quite a few years of being laughed at and he's now sort of being sort of appreciated more by people. So I think, would you say, John, the 70s are the most unloved era of Bond, I think? I think by Bond fans are the most unloved. Yeah, yeah. I think by, I think by casual fans, I'd say the 80s are the most unloved. Yeah. By, cas- yeah. by casual mm-hmm. fans. Yeah. I mean, it's a transitional period in some time, in some ways, the 70s, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. well, firstly, you've got the obvious one of Connery to Moore. And firstly, Connery's f- film in the 70s is more like a Roger film in a lot of yeah. ways. But then you've got Man with the Golden Gun, which I still think Moore's performance is more like a Connery performance in many ways. I know they said they didn't want. So there's a bit of a switch going on there. And I think that it's interesting because if you ask for the definitive 70s film, of Bond, it would probably be the spy who loved me. But you can't really say it defines the 70s era of Bond because there's no other film in that era that actually is like the spy who loved me. The 80s films, they all have a vibe about them. Basically, John Glenn's doing them all. Uh, the Bond <laughs> films, all, they all have a vibe about them. So I, I think one of the reasons it gets overlooked a bit is because it's such a mixture of tones. Whereas the 60s are very straight. That's my long-winded way of saying that, yes. It's good. Where would you place the film, John? Rob basically said my thoughts very well. If you had a tick, spot, a tick box of everything you want in a James Bond film, this film has it. Uh, it has the stunts. It has a great Bond performance. It has a great car, great car chase. Um, it has Naomi which is worth its weight in gold anyway. I love the song. I really appreciate the score. There's not much I dislike. I think Stromberg is a good villain. I think he serves the plot well. Jaws is obviously an iconic um, henchman. So if I looked at it objectively, I'd say that this is one of the best Bond films. I'm like Rob, as in is I'm falling in love with these films more and more and more. And without sounding like a broken record... The outlay of the recent films is only making me love these films even more, if I'm being honest. Unfortunately, like coming back from some of the seeing this latest stuff, I'm desperate to just put on a Roger Moore film. And this is one of the films I want to put on. And, and I'm not just saying that to be facetious. It actually upsets me. It, I'm genuinely, it, it upsets me where that is. It's really sad. There's loads to love on this film. It's weird, though, because I do think there are bits that are slightly slow. I'd much rather watch Moonraker for entertainment than I would <laughs> this. I, I love them both. But yeah. actually, in terms of entertainment, I'd much rather watch Moonraker. But I have so much I love about it. Roger's great. In my rankings, it is 12th. Yeah, okay, that's pretty good. Oh, no, uh, listen, I, I've come to the point that there's 22 films that I absolutely love in this franchise now. And number 22 is dying another day just for your... Uh, is it? Oh, it's your number 22. Brilliant. <laughs> it's a, I, yeah. Well, it, again, it's this era that we're in now. We've had an awful few years. <laughs> I, I just... I, I just want to have fun. I just want to sit back Girls and enjoy just... Bond again. Girls just want to have fun. Yeah. Are you going to tell us how that's a rude song now? As well? <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't ruin that for me as and, well. And the spy loves me does that. <laughs> It's it's a great film. It is that when you think of the tick box and you, when you were going through everything in the film, like, yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's it. Wouldn't change yeah. that. Wouldn't change that. Exactly. 
I do think it flows by very well. I do think the pacing's good in it as well. I think, yeah. I said before, I think that perhaps the only thing it doesn't quite have is that halfway through it stays in the same location and you're sort of just going offshore on the shore. There's not like a big, well, not, not obviously the ending's massive and everything, but as in there's not some new location for the hideout because you've already seen it at the start. But it's not a major complaint. I think for me, Stromberg is, he must be one of the most underrated villains. Again, I don't hear many people talking about him. I know that's partly because he's not doing an awful lot other than lurking in the background. Not all these villains have to be ridiculously large in life. His scheme is ridiculously large in life, of course, isn't it? It's true, that. And he's posing as a sort of fairly you know, respectable guy, which I love. I, I, that's that's what we want in a Bond film. That's what I want in a Bond film. Mm-hmm. Bond goes and susses out. He's, I don't know, M tells him, can you meet this guy and suss him out? How's dinner with him or... You know, a lovely garden party with Vivaldi's Four Seasons and his granny's shades and that kind of thing yeah. with champagne and all that. Mm-hmm. And then he infiltrates. So I, I love it for that. I think Roger Moore's superb in this film. We've said before, maybe Barbara Bax not... I know Steve Clamp loves her, doesn't he? He thinks she's brilliant, a brilliant one girl. I don't, I don't know whether it's... There's nothing in it that's jarring. I think it's just... I don't, compared to, you know, like Maud Adams. In, I think the stunts have now... They're really getting ridiculous. I know we had the corkscrew thing in the Man with the Gun, the Gun, but this is getting, you know, death-defying stuff, isn't it, at the start, and things we've never seen. I love Bond underwater. We said, didn't we, we want more of that. Well, we did get oh, it in yeah. no time to die, didn't we? Got the Felix behaving like Vesper floating away. So we've got... <laughs> well, it was a bit of underwater action, wasn't there, I suppose? For that, but, yeah, it wasn't um, really joyful. No, no, it wasn't escapist, <laughs> was it? No. We've not had a lot of that, though, have we? No. No, Cuba. Yeah, but there is something about it that I'd still prefer, like the eighties ones, yeah. maybe because there's more going on. You know, like there's more intrigue, there's more espionage, and obviously with the Daltons, there's more grit. But but then again, I I'd, I don't really need grit in everything. I don't. You don't have to have grit in every Bond film. I think I think these, like you say, John, this and Moonraker work exactly for what they are. They're not. Yeah, not intending to be Cold War thrillers, really. Even though you know, in this one, Russia is involved quite a lot, but it's not really, you know, because they're, they're getting on, aren't they? And everything. I can't remember where I put it in my rankings. I think it was similar, maybe twelfth, thirteenth, or something like that. But like you say, I love twenty of them. Tom, I was, I wanted to ask, do you think that the reason that you love these but love the eighties Rogers more, Rogers more? Sorry, baby, wait. Um, Very good. <laughs> do you think it's because? Because I think that Roger parks his incarnation round here and then takes it to another place after this. Uh, You know, like he becomes a more mature international spy, I think, in the 80s film. Mm -hmm. I do love them for that. I do love the fact that this is, it feels like a different bond. I do love the fact that he's a mature bond. Yeah. He doesn't go on a journey. It's the same bond, but there's so many different things. So in these, like Moonraker, he's having a laugh most of the time. But then I think we said with Steve Clamp, actually, and I mentioned him again, the acting when he comes off the centrifuge, I mean, it's just unbelievable, isn't it? And <laughs> yeah. The scene in this, though, the spy love me, you know, the in our business, people get killed. That It's that side of Roger that, that I love that side of him. And obviously yeah. John Glenn had that mm. in spades, didn't he, when he got hold of him. So I think, I think, We've said before, I don't know, maybe Octopus is probably my favourite Roger performance because you get absolutely everything. You get the charm, you get the deadly shooting guys in the head, point blank range. <laughs> You're going to stop that train. You know, it's just, it's so good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And obviously, A View to a Kill is brilliant, but perhaps 
there's so many other unbelievable things going on. It doesn't rely on Roger, that film, as much. I, don't think. I love this film. Of course I love it. And growing up, I think it was definitely one of the ones we watched the most. That frames your view of the film as well. Absolutely. Yeah, well, it's hard to know what to say in addition to what's been said. I mean, it, yeah, it you know, it ticks so many of the, the boxes. It's like, so Broccoli basically thought, right, because with Saltzman leaving and, you know, Man with the Golden Gun not doing quite as well, it might have been a good time to, you know, not sure that yeah. he can continue, like I said, without Sean, but he decided, let, let's go for it. You know, balls out of the bath on this one, Lynn. Right? <clears throat> Just putting everything into it. You know, the big sets, the huge set pieces and everything, the iconic car, the henchmen, as we've said. For all we say about Barbara Bart, it was pretty interesting what they did. And I think, it, you know, it just sort of falls down a little bit towards the end. But having this, you know, almost Bond's equal in female form, and clearly she is iconic. You know, there are loads of fans, you know, mainly male fans who 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 really love her and remember her. And compared to a lot of the other, they wouldn't necessarily say, oh, Melina or even Holly, Holly Goodhead or something, you know, she she seems to be celebrated more than those or remembered more than those. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. I always do wonder what it what it would be like if if John Barry had done the score, yes, whether yeah. it would have added some majesty to it, you know, a bit more, I don't know, a bit more class to it. I'm not saying the score does fit, but, you know, I don't know, Bar- Barry adds a timeless feel to, uh, yeah. to the film. You saw what he did to the underwater stuff with Thunderball, you know, and... I don't know, yeah. like the space stuff in Moonraker. Well, it's weird. I was watching RoboCop the other day, and it <laughs> feels uh, and, and Highlander and stuff. I can't remember a, a lot of films around the same time as uh, the Living Daylight, Daylights. And I just thought, even though you know John Barry uses synthesizers and stuff like that, those I think that loads of the eighties films have aged. Non eighties yeah. films have aged far more than mm. yeah, the yeah. Bonds and like Living Daylights. Anyway, but so I, I think this is a very much something of its time. But also, you know, uh, people, it's a, it's a good entry point, maybe for your older viewer to the to the series uh, and to, to Roger. Yeah, it's not, I feel, I, I absolutely love it. In fact, I was going to say that after No Time to Die, you know, I was feeling, I was feeling quite down about Bond. And in a weird way, I didn't really want to, wa- I wasn't in the mood for watching it because I would, get in a, I would get in a bad mood. Because we were, you know, recording again for this episode. So it's the first Bond film I watched after No Time to Die, and it did give me, uh, it did give me a real lift. And it is a film that can do that, and you can see it, you know, when you watch it's on on a Sunday afternoon. It's absolute perfect viewing. I try to move away from. I try not to rank things too much because I don't know. I find it weird to put something you love against something you love, but. Yeah, it probably isn't. I, I don't think it would make my top 10. I, I think, I don't know quite where it would fit. It's, you know, of my Roger, you know, my Rogers. <laughs> the the four that come after this, I, de- I, I like more than, than, than this one. But I fully respect, I love seeing that when people, you know, tweet that this is their favourite. And so I'm mm. saying, oh, yeah, like, yeah. Well, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. You know, good on you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, That's so it's brilliant. It's like I say, it cemented Roger as as 007. It got the franchise really back on track and elevated it, you know, above this, you know, it's saying Bond, yeah, Bond started 15 years ago. We're still going to be making films long into the future here with this. Mm. Like we are still relevant. We are still massive. And so it'll always have a special place in my heart. Gorgeous. Absolutely good. Outstanding. So, Chris, when we started this all those years ago, I'm sure you said you weren't quite as... <laughs> I don't know, there's always something not quite right with it compared to some of the other 
Rogers or I don't know. Yeah. Is that still the case? <laughs> yeah. Say to anything, point, or... yeah. <laughs> to a point. Yeah, I, it just it wasn't a Bond film that I loved as a kid. It's like it was always Mom the Gun Gone or Beautiful Kill, you know, or you know, Live and Let Die. There was always something and I don't know why I couldn't put my finger on it as a kid that that this film, which is like the greatest hits of Bond, it just didn't chime with me because I love the opening. I love, you know, there, there are so many scenes that I absolutely love and I understand why people uh, sort of adore it. But it felt like, I don't know if it felt a bit self-conscious. I don't know, but it never really chimed with me. And I, I could never, and even now watching it again, when we started this like 18 years ago, that I was a bit <laughs> like, uh, I kind of went into it thinking, oh, it's not, it's, it's, it's Roger, it's, it's not what I sort of want from Roger. You know, he's a bit of a dick in this film. And then over the course of these 18 years, that I've come to sort of love it because it's hard not to love it because it, it is so enjoyable. It is so, it's such an escapist film. And also because you can't help but think that people get so much enjoyment out of it. It's hard not to be sort of part of that. That I go yeah. like, oh, well, yeah, he's a shit, isn't he? We know with, 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 with Triple X in the car and he's, <laughs> you know, he, he, you know, he, he, he's, he's not likable at all in that scene. But then I think, am I just being a bit too serious? I'm a bit too, be, you know, like, I don't know. It's such a strange film for me that, that, that I really kind of struggle with it, which is why it won't feature in my top 10. But I absolutely get why people love it. Yeah. Honestly, it's like yeah. I, on like unequivocal. Like like people love it, and I I, I was like, oh, of course, it's in your top five, or it's, it's your favorite Bond film because of this, this, and this, and this. But when I watch it, I, I don't know if it's baggage. I don't know if it's I don't know what it is, but I just can't get quite past it. But it doesn't spoil the enjoyment. Mm-hmm. I am I, I, like and like math. I this, this was the first Bond film I watched after No Time to Die, and I was just like. This is so much fun. It's like, where did the fun die? You know, this is such an enjoyable film. And it, but then I think actually, when I watch, and if I'm objectable, it's like when I watch, you know, like Mum the Gun, go on. I think actually that's more yes. enjoyable for for me. You know what I mean? It's like that's just more my thing. And it's like I'm not taking away from that your love of this film, but for me, those films are. You know, just much more, and I don't know. I don't know. Let's say I don't sort know, I of thing is my bag, baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Chris. Yes. Chris <laughs> exactly. So would this would this be your least favorite Roger Moore film? It might be you know, because I'm, things because things like Your Eyes Only good is that, was standard. Yeah, my possibly my, my my least favorite is Shot Up because when I watched it revisit it again, I was like, this is fantastic. It's like, yes, I know he doesn't have a John Barry score. <laughs> John Glenn, it, you know, it's like there are certain, there are scenes that are astonishing. If you're you know, like I'm like, yeah, yeah, oh, just, brilliant. Like, just, it's brilliant. So, I, and it's not to say it doesn't take away from this film at all. Mm. I think it's no, a no. brilliant, brilliant film, and it's so enjoyable. And and, it, and even if you hate it, it's not hard. It, you are swept away with it. You know, it is such an enjoyable, fun film. And it could be at the bottom of your list, but you know what? It's the bottom of my list of, like we say, 
all those films that we absolutely love. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's just it just gets pushed down because I don't know what it is. I just can't get on with it. I think, I, I, I think that's what it is. Really, there's something about it I can't get on with it. But also at the same time, I'm thinking like, why can't I get on with it? <laughs> yeah, you know, there's so much. You do get on with it. It's like crazy. It's like <laughs> you know, there's so much about it. So it's been for for me. This has been the most sort of difficult to review because I've tried to be sort of you know kind of be critical, but at the same time. I can't help but be like love this film. <laughs> you know, it's such a hard. And I'm sure if you listen to like let's say the first recording we did, who knows when we recorded that and compare it to now. <laughs> I'm like critical, and now I'm like, oh, I love this. And then ending it with me going, oh no, it's terrible. It makes no sense. But it's such a strange film for me. And as a kid, I never sat with me, and that and that's one thing I've always you know that's never sat with me. Yeah, yeah, and I think that has always sort of carried with me. But I think it is it is a iconic, brilliant film that has so many brilliant set pieces, so many great scenes, and it is a, it is a cracking script that has great dialogue, brilliant actors, fantastic sets, amazing cinematography. It's like, yeah, who am I to criticize this film? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, it's no. like oh. this is. You know, as everyone says on online, this is God tier. You know what I mean? It's like this. <laughs> yes. how, how can I criticize this film when it is so good? And it's yeah, the quality of filmmaking is above most films. So it is a difficult film to review for me. But yeah, I, it won't be in my top ten. But I don't hate it. I don't. <laughs> you know, like you know, you know, I'm not going to criticize it. You know, well, I will criticize it. There are some some things that don't sit well with me, but it's hard. It's a hard one to to to, to review. Love it. Superb. So up for watching it again now. Can we? Well, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. It's like I, I that's would a good watch, test. You know, I could watch it again. It's like yeah. and enjoy it. It, it, and that's what, what how amazing is the Bond franchise? Oh, you go, that's not yeah. that's not my favorite Bond film, but I'm well up for watching it. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. it's like it's oh, amazing. We're so lucky. But no, no other franchise does that. No, like, yeah, you're the, absolutely right. Like I, this is me, and you might be different. I never, I love Star Wars, but I'm never gonna. I'm gonna sit back and watch, kick back with Attack of the Clones. It just, it's just yeah. out of bounds for me. <laughs> yeah. Whereas like. And, and it might not be for everyone, but what I, I mean is, is is that, you know, my 19th, <laughs> my 20th on my list of yeah. James Bond films, I'm going to be excited yeah. that I've got a yeah. night watching this. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Same time is six minutes. Six minutes. Check. I think that's partly because they're all standalone. The, the standalone ones, you know, you, they're in their own universe. Like I, yeah. Okay, you know, you've got Jaws in Moonraker, but... The, the bond in Fury's only—that's just nothing to do. With, you know what I mean? It's like that—that's yeah. its own story. Okay, you've got again, you've got obviously John Glenn put the the graveside thing in to make to make it connect. But after that, it's just its own film. Doesn't matter what happens after it; it's of no consequence. We move on to Octopussy. Doesn't matter what happens at the end of that; no consequence. But within the film, there is endless enjoyment. Mm. You don't need to have seen anything else before even though we're the kind of people who would have seen it all before and know exactly what it all means and all that. You can throw these on. Don't need to explain them to your friends who've never seen a Bond film. Watch this. Spy Love Me comes pretty much in the top few, I think, of those, where if you've never... It's that, isn't it? If you've never seen a Bond film before, this has got to be one of the top ones, isn't it? I think, really. 
there's this whole thing of the audience now might might need more of a gritty storyline and all this kind of thing. Basically, just show them license to kill anyway, of course, don't you? But uh, that's the... <laughs> but I think I think most people who are a bit you know up for some entertainment for two hours, Spy Love Me is going to win them. I can't picture yeah. people like no, yeah. no, no, I didn't really like. That. So I th- I think that's why it stood the test of time, and I think it's I'm hoping for a renaissance amongst Bond fans for it. That's what I'm hoping for. Mm. This might do it. I don't know. Gosh, so. it's hard. It's hard because the ones that get a renaissance are usually ones that are unloved, whereas this is loved, and like yeah. Goldfinger is it loved. Always has been. And, yeah, like. yeah. So Diamonds Are Forever was loved because it, yeah, yeah. Sense of humor. I don't sort of as modern. I don't think. I don't think this will ever go down. It'll just. No. I yes. don't know whether. Yeah. It, yeah. It's not. It's got. It's got less room to go up for people. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think just everything goes in cycles, doesn't it? Yeah. So um, for a yeah, long this... time, a long time, like Thunderball was seen as as a brilliant film, and now it's and now a lot of Bond fans see it as underrated. It's just that's just life, isn't it? Is yeah. that we all because when somebody gets on something, yeah, and the next person gets on it, you know, we're going through Majesty's Fever at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Let's have the conversation in ten years' time and see if people are as you know. It just because something yeah. else could be going. Oh yeah. yeah, world is not enough. Is due its time by then. Oh, anyway, you've never mentioned that before. I think there are, there are, there are certain <laughs> perennials, and I think that that that, that this and Goldfinger are those yeah. like they, they're just like they'll never go out of fashion, even though you'll you yeah. Know, Twitter would you put, would you put Goldeneye? Goldeneye in that? I think, I, well, yeah, to a point, yeah. I think there are some. Yeah, I think the video game absolutely would have, hit the spot during that period of time <laughs> cool. that just can't, no, like, regardless of your criticism, that you can't destroy. You know, it's like you can you can argue that oh well, Gold, you know, Goldfinger doesn't actually have any impact on the plot. It's like I don't care. <laughs> no, I, yeah, yeah, it's amazing <laughs> and. Music's so good, and everyone is. It's fantastic, and it just I can't. I don't care. No, and you're the same right. with this film. It's like it's so hard. It is hard to criticize this film because it's above. Like it's weird. It's like it's above criticism. It's is like it proof? yeah, The Simpsons mm-hmm. until the last the Simpkins. Yeah. The Simpkins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Any more final comments or words of wisdom or? Words of love. You never seen Major take a shower before. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you guys for this marathon of one of the most famous, one of the most enjoyable, and one of the most best loved Bond films. And as you say, watching it again and again because you have to keep refreshing it uh, for all the different sessions we've had to do on this review. But yeah, you just love it more. Okay, well, we've done three of the seven Rogers now, I think. Three, yeah, so we've nearly done half of them, so that's quite scary. I just want to save them forever because I just love them so much. And, you won't get another Roger review for a few years, basically. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining me, guys. And we will uh, be back with loads more episodes on various topics of the James Bond franchise. But for now, we've been keeping the British end up for <laughs> quite a few hours. We will make it last all night. And I'm off to relax. Oh. <laughs> Which Bond are you going to watch now, Rob? Last to go. <laughs> <laughs> The ITV editor. Honestly, that, that doesn't need mentioning. ITV2 putting license to kill them at half two on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> I have a version of, a kid friendly version of license to kill, which the kids watched the first hour and afterwards, like, they were like, my eldest, who doesn't really like Bond at all, was like, 
Now this is a cool bomb film. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> had you influenced her at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had sat them down and said, "This is the best fucking bomb." Film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so enjoy the film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really the best. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.